This podcast is of licensed mental health professionals linking pop culture to psychology. The information presented in this podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only and should not be used in place of mental health treatment or other services. All our opinions are our own. Welcome everyone to Therapy for Nerds. These are your hosts. I am Cassidy Russell. And I'm Abby Ronquillo and this is Katie Bussey. Today, our topic is video games and productivity. And Katie, how about you start us off? Absolutely. So this is a topic I feel like is is pretty near and dear to my own heart because I am someone who really does enjoy playing video games, but I have a little, I guess we could say a cognitive dissonance that comes up with it when it comes to productivity. I, I see the benefit of it, right? Like I can see how a lot of people can use it for coping skills, reducing stress, connecting with friends. But then I, I feel like myself and maybe, you know, somewhat in our society, we have this idea of like, it's also kind of lazy and it's not very productive. Um, and so for me, I think it's been interesting kind of hearing how that's been different for people. And I, you know, I'd be interested to hear like with each of you, like, how do you view it? Do you have that kind of similar cognitive dissonance at times? I mean, I can definitely talk to this a lot. I definitely have, I definitely view video games as a coping skill. That's something that I feel very strongly about and something that I believe very strongly in is video games can be a coping skill. I also think with every coping skill, there's the skill of timing has to come into effect. Like if we're going around doing video games all the time, then it becomes a maladaptive coping skill. And it's definitely been a maladaptive coping skill for myself. Like I, even earlier this year, I was really struggling with my own mental health and I just played Stardew Valley for hours. Like I have, I don't even want to say how many hours logged in Stardew Valley. And I mean, at the beginning of the pandemic with Animal Crossing, I also logged a lot of hours in that. And it definitely, it did cross a point where it was probably a little too much. At the same time, it can be a very powerful coping skill when we're doing the, when we're utilizing it correctly and utilizing it in the way that it quote unquote should be used and making sure that our timing is really, really strong. Like when I was in high school and played a lot of video games, like more so than I play now, I definitely played a lot more before college. And one of my rules that growing up was always instilled with me was to only play after I finished all my homework. And so, so I had like that timing instilled with me. And so I felt like it could be, I feel like that's the main difference between a maladaptive coping skill and a positive coping skill is when you're timing the use of that skill correctly. Because it's very easy to over cope with it, like to overuse it and have it become maladaptive. And even it sounds like that kind of escapism, avoidism, avoidism that comes with it at times. And I, I think that's totally fair is like, it can be positive. And that could also be some of those pieces that come with that idea of like, well, it's not, it's not productive because it can be overused at times. Yeah, definitely. And I think like, depending on it, there's so many different variations of video games nowadays. Um, even games that are meant to be educational or games that are meant to 
help be physical like um, or help with exercise and things like that so you know along with coping skills or or being there to support us mentally um, they help us with a lot of different other things and I like that you brought up the idea of maladaptive um, being maladaptive because I completely forgot about the idea that it could also be a negative thing too but I think that goes along the lines of anything right too much of anything is kind of could be bad for us but 100% I think that um, as technology continues to evolve and as video games get more uh, what's the word it's it's more I don't know that's that word that starts with an S um, sophisticated <laughs> that that you know we grow as people and, grow, and the video games are growing more and they are more beneficial to us the more we can do with them yeah yeah absolutely and I, and I definitely think that was an important distinction to be able to make in this conversation early on is the idea that as with so many other ways that people cope it can be overused it can be maladaptive and I I think that's important to be aware of I think it's important to get support if that is the case and, and to just honestly notice when we're doing it because we all have those moments where we're like oh that was like six hours that was supposed to be like a half hour and we have to have that like you know self-awareness in those moments and, and also understanding obviously we're doing it for a reason it serves some purpose in our lives um, but I think what's really important and I, I want to really focus our conversation today on is the idea of it in a, a very healthy use like the use of it as a coping that is appropriate that isn't excessive um, and that can be really beneficial um, and i know we've talked about games before and how they've brought people through the pandemic really like how people have been able to utilize that to stay connected and have that source of enjoyment and i i think it's really important to look at those pieces you know look at how it has been like productive in a way because I, I don't know, like there's, like I had said, is like the idea of taking breaks, right? And how breaks are really important, but how often do we take a break? We're like, well, I'm going to go play a game. And it's like, this could be a more productive break though. Like I could be reading that book that's been on my to-do list for a while. And like I had said for myself is I notice when I'm, I'm doing that and I sit down, I'm playing a game and I'm like, you should be doing something else. And I'm wondering for each of you, like, how do you work with that when, when you you have those thoughts of like, I should do something else, even though you're really enjoying playing the game? That's a real struggle because that's like, the, I think that's the main reason why I don't play as many games as I did in high school is because there's this adult notion of like, quote unquote, adult notion that I should be doing something else. I should be cleaning the dishes. I should be making dinner. I should be making a new Instagram post for or something like I should be working on something mm -hmm. and whether that's you know making sure that I'm building my career or making sure my house is nice like it's there's always that you could be doing more and it's it's definitely been the struggle the older I get and it's definitely I try to give myself like times where, okay, it's nighttime, you have, you're just, you're tired, this will be, you can play off, um, Breath of the Wild until it's time to go to bed. And that's like, I've kind of set aside specific hours of my day, typically towards the end of the day to start playing so that I don't get too wrapped up with it during the middle of the day and not want to put it down 
And then I've been trying to, when my clients have this sort of mindset with them, I try to remind them that like, hey, it can be a coping skill. Just make sure that you're doing the coping skill mindfully. And if you bring awareness to the fact that this is your recharge, then you can actually allow it to be your recharge instead of this, because it can be more of a drain if you don't allow it to be a recharge. If you allow yourself, if you focus on the, I could be more productive, then it's a drain. But if you're focusing on allowing yourself to be recharged by it, then it's a recharge. I don't know, Abby, what are you, what do you think? No, yeah, that, that's such a great question. And um, I appreciate that you asked it because it's, I think it resonates very strong with me. And, and maybe I'm the wrong person to ask because very much like you, Cassidy, I have been, to be honest, very avoidant of games as I like gotten older. And I think it's that whole notion of like, when you're young, you have all this time to play, but no money to buy the games. And when you get older, you have all the money, but no time. So uh, when I was in college, I think that's like when I was at the height of my guess video game career I was very into the fighting game community and I was actually very high ranked in Tekken um, I was playing a lot and then I noticed that there was kind of like a, a disconnect in regards to where I was um, educationally and academically my grades started to slip a little bit so I kind of just pushed it aside and I was like I need to get what I need to get done in school so that was a thing. I stopped buying consoles. I didn't have a PC. Like I just stopped playing games completely for a long time. The Switch was my new, like the last console I had before the Switch was an Xbox 360. So like it's been a really long time. And um, you know, very much like you do, like I try to tell my clients, like, you know, give yourself that time, allow yourself this time to like decompress and and enjoy what you're doing and be very mindful when you're doing the activity that you're doing and enjoy it because you know it's, it's not helping anyone when you have those intrusive thoughts you're not helping yourself by shooting all over yourself per se but I know myself so well that I can't enjoy games <laughs> I just can't like I a lot of times I'm avoidant of playing them completely I don't buy them I don't do anything with them so my way of just like connecting to that um Part of myself that enjoys games has been purchasing memorabilia, uh, watching people on Twitch play, or doing other activities around the, the culture of video games as mm -hmm. opposed to actually playing them myself. And, and so for you, Abby, it sounds like it was almost hard to find the balance with them. And so it was easier just to like still have the experience of seeing people and like knowing about the games. But for you, it was like they, they just can't be a regular part of your life right now. Yeah, definitely. Because, you know, it's, I, when you're younger, it's so much easier just to stay up all night and like, I got one more, let me just keep going until I, the thing about it too, is I'm not very good at games. So I dial a lot. And I'm just like, oh, so frustrating. Let me just keep going until I, I don't have that self control or that self awareness of like, okay, it's time to go to bed, like, <laughs> you need to stop, which I guess is helpful as a therapist when you have those clients who are like, oh, it's 4 a.m. and I didn't go to sleep because I was too busy building on Minecraft and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, I get it. But also like, that's not healthy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it, it definitely comes back to what we were saying earlier about like, it can be overused. It can, it can be really hard to have that pause, that mindful moment of like, okay, well, it's 2 a.m. I probably don't want to get to 4 a.m. and being able to, to stop it in that time. And 
I know Cassie, you were saying like for you, it's kind of like time boxing it almost is how you're able to use it in your life and have that break, but having a very like confined space for it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I think time boxing it is a pretty, pretty good way of talking about it because it's definitely, I think setting aside specific time and have because Katie you mentioned earlier like it can be productive during a break time to play video games and Mm -hmm. I think like I mentioned earlier timing is such an integral part to utilizing coping skills that we need to if a child's having a difficult time with it we need to find ways of setting like a time limit around it and it was so much easier I think when I was a kid growing up because it the only thing I had to worry about is school and getting my homework done. And that was really it. Like I had a couple other commitments, like I could have practiced my songs for my vocal coach more. Rarely did, but whatever. <laughs> so it's it's definitely one of those things where as an adult and you have more widespread responsibilities that go and you're, you don't have a structured of a day, especially as someone who now owns her own business, it's like I have to structure my own day. So it makes it harder to feel like I have the ability to throw video games in there because I have all all these other responsibilities. Yeah, absolutely. And I think there really is a lot that can be said about the difference of playing games when we're under 18 versus over 18, when we're in the workforce versus in like the school world. And it's, it's interesting because there is like that degree of it's hard to find the time to fit it in. And, you know, I've read a study recently and I, I don't quote me on the numbers or for any of this, but the, I think they had the people in the study, like play games together for like 40 minutes, like some video games at a, at an employment setting. And then they had them go back to work and they found that the productivity of the employees went up by like 20% after they took just a 40 minute break to play games with their coworkers. And I, I think it highlights how much maybe we don't have the same time we had when we were younger and we don't have the same responsibilities, but taking those mindful breaks really goes a long way, honestly, towards productivity too and our overall well-being. And it doesn't necessarily always have to be video games, but I think this is an avenue through which a lot of people find enjoyment and oftentimes kind of push it away because it can be time consuming or a lot of energy or whatever, you know, however people may view it. Yeah, definitely. I definitely feel like it's, that's very telling of our society as a whole doesn't seem to view breaks of any kind to be good. Like the amount of vacation time the average American takes off is abysmal. And then we make fun of the Europeans for having so much vacation time. And it's like, I I would kill for that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, productivity is like a badge of honor in our culture. Like the more productive you are, the the higher and higher esteem we hold you. Is that the right phrase? I don't know. Mm -hmm. We we look highly on you, I guess is what I'm saying. I know they were talking a lot about, I mean, prior to obviously COVID happening and everything, like kind of this idea of four, four um, day w- work weeks and how like a lot of people in Europe do it or working from home and like how that could be very beneficial. And there was really pushback towards it because, um, you know, we don't like change. And then, you know, COVID happened and we were forced to do it. 
when a lot of these companies were like, whoa, like all these people are being so productive and like, it's because they're working from home and like have all these mm -hmm. great benefits and whatever. So a lot of companies, large companies had started shutting down permanently their uh, offices mm -hmm. and everything. Uh, but now I guess because, you know, we are so different from European culture, American culture. And like you said, that badge of honor type thing is we're burning people out at home. Mm -hmm. Like this idea of, mm -hmm hey, like it's 5 p.m. I should be going to sleep or, you know, going hang out with my family and all that stuff. But I know you're at home. So don't tell me that you're not, do, you know, that you don't have the time to do this one last thing or check this email or do this one thing for me. And so that's causing a whole new rupture in our, our culture. And it might be a thing um, past quarantine as well if we continue to work from home. Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember seeing something about like millennials answering their their emails at all hours of the night and how it was burning them out and the working from home thing has definitely not helped that situation because there's no lines between home and work anymore it's just all one continuous thing and i don't have kids yet but man like hats off to anyone who is both working from home and trying to raise children because it's already you're you're already working a double shift but now you're literally doing two jobs at once yeah and especially with the kids at home because they're not in school like try you're you're their supplement teacher as well Yes, you're basically three jobs at once. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just add a couple more on there. Yeah. yeah. Just, just yeah. keep piling it on them. So it's yeah. definitely productivity. The, uh, and then burnout has been so widespread. Like I know it's been a topic of conversation within therapy circles because a lot of therapists, it's a lot of therapists are prone to burnout along with a lot of creative professionals and that kind of stuff. And so it's been, that's been on a lot of topics that a lot of therapists talk about because it's very near and dear to a lot of them. And I just feel like one of the things that doesn't get addressed, self-care gets tossed around and like, oh yeah, you just need to make sure you're engaging in self-care and blah, blah, blah. And I agree with that to a point but there's also a point where there's just systemic issues that no amount of bubble baths will ever be able to fix mm -hmm. yeah and if we don't address this overworking then you can't bubble bath your way out of it mm -hmm. yeah and it's it's really difficult because i think there is the idea that self-care is the solution right like we we kind of are told that like if we go to someone we're like oh i'm really stressed out like what has your self-care been recently and it's it's fair like we need to take care of ourselves we need to consume health like good food on a regular basis and sleep and all of those things but i, I think a lot of the self-care that is often left out is the idea of having boundaries in situations too yes. and having boundaries and saying like you know maybe we're not gonna take 40 minutes while we're supposed to be working to go play video games but having the boundary of like no i need a couple hours at the end of the night for myself if that makes sense you know obviously people kids and a lot of responsibilities but i, I think that is the piece of you know our existence that 
is often overlooked is the idea of boundaries in taking care of ourselves and carving out time for ourselves, even if it is just a few minutes. Mm-hmm. I think we kind of forget that we are a priority because everything else gets piled on on top of us. And like you said, like third job, fourth job and all these other things, like the message that our society sends to us is that we are not that important as an individual. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, we're, although we are an individualistic culture, we are a small piece of the whole. So there's so many other things that come before us. And I don't mm-hmm. know how we can amplify that message of take that five minutes for yourself or, you know, mm-hmm. um, invest in yourself because, you know, like you said, a lot of the research says, and we all know as therapists that taking those small breaks or doing things for yourself actually improves your productivity and improves your mm-hmm. self-worth and improves you overall. So not only are you benefiting yourself, but you're, you're benefiting your family, your children, your your workspace, all these other things that you're working so hard to, to achieve and, and do well in. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that I think is the, is the big point here is like, even if it, it doesn't make sense to take time for yourself is it helps you to be more productive. It helps you to show up and, and put your best foot forward in these situations. So overall, either way, there's like this net benefit, because if you are working such long hours and you're not taking that space, like I think it's safe to say that your quality of work is probably going to start going down pretty heavily after a certain point. Um, and, you know, again, like maybe video games are the way, but whatever it is for people, like whatever is your recharge, your few moments you need. Yeah. It's funny that what you guys were saying was kind of reminding me of this conversation I had with a parent of one of my clients and I work with adolescents typically. So I work with parents obviously. And at the end of most of my conversation with parents, I also I always go, make sure you're taking care of yourself. And this parent was like, oh, you're so sweet, Cassidy. Thank you for checking in on us and I'll make sure to do that. And and I was like, I thank you for, for thinking that, but it's I actually have very selfish motives behind that. It's because if you take better care of yourself, you'll have more to take care of the client. And the parent was like, what? <laughs> but it, it's true. You can't give from an empty cup. It's just not possible. Mm-hmm. Burnout, man. <laughs> yeah. I think we're all a little burnt out. We're like thinking about this about ourselves and internalizing that message. Mm-hmm. Uh. Yeah. It's, it's hard. I think this year has been uniquely stressful for everyone and a lot of adaptation and trying to maintain the the consistent productivity and the quality of work is hard for everyone because like we've talked about such rapid transitions in our lives transitions to being at home to having a harder time finding that balance to having those cues that the day has ended when we're driving home or we're doing different things and it's it's a challenge and and, and i think that's why this topic today was so important to me because the idea that productivity comes in a lot of different forms and sometimes it's productive just to take care of yourself like you were saying Cassidy like sometimes that's really what you got to do you just got to look out for yourself because you can't look out for other people otherwise yeah and uh like what you were saying earlier Katie I think a lot of it does have to do with setting boundaries and learning how to set boundaries with everyone around you including your boss because there's a lot of really terrible bosses out there that will do things like 
call people after hours and like i mean what you were talking about abby and expecting a message because you're at home so what else are you doing and making sure that you're able to set healthy boundaries with that with that person even if they're your boss and like this is also a conversation that i mean this is a conversation we need to be having with everyone as a whole and society as a whole and making sure that everyone learns how to set healthy boundaries and people learn how to respect other people's boundaries mm -hmm. how much burnout wouldn't be happening if we took care of those systemic issues mm -hmm. yeah so i think the message overall is not only for us to be kind to ourselves but also to be kind to other people and kind of respecting mm -hmm. of hey you know i i do have to get this i understand that this deadline needs to be met for my own needs but it, it can get done you know i don't need mm -hmm. to bug this person right now maybe tomorrow will be another day and whatever mm -hmm. that might be and saying that boundary so you don't put that person in that position or whatever it might be yeah and it's it's challenging because i think you know at the end of the day we all want to also feel like we're not disappointing other people and i think that's a big part of this is the fear of setting a boundary of saying no like you know and it also i feel like what also well that was a lot of also but something that I've, I've also seen in myself and maybe in other people is the idea that like you have to have a valid reason if you're gonna say no you can't be like no, I'm going to stay home and play video games tonight. I'm not going to do that work. Like, no, you don't feel like you can realistically say that. Even if that's what you're going to do, you have to be like, something horrible happened. There's a family emergency or like, I have a doctor's appointment or just like, there's almost this feeling of like having to come up with excuses because we can't be genuine and saying like, no, I just want to like do things I enjoy because I am a person outside of this environment. And it can be really intimidating to do that. And I don't know about you guys, but I don't think I've ever been like, no, I'm playing video games. I don't want to go to that tonight or, you know, had that real honest moment at times. Yeah. I can't <laughs> tell you how many times I've like assigned homework to, to a client and just been like, yeah, enjoy yourself, take care of yourself, do something for self-care. And they'll be like, I can't wait to tell my mom that you told me I have to play video games or do whatever. And I'm <laughs> yeah. just like, it's so funny to me that people, you're right, like we need permission almost like to mm -hmm. enjoy ourselves and to do things that are good for us and solely us for no benefit, for no one else's benefit but our own. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. They need someone like you to tell them it's okay before they're allowed to do it. Yeah, and the permission's so true because like what we said earlier with not feeling comfortable being not productive, so to speak, and like needing the permission to take care of ourselves and take downtime, and it, it can be really intimidating, like I had said. I'm trying to think if there was ever a time where I was like, yeah, no, I'm just going to go. And I think the closest I ever got was like, oh, I can't go to that thing this weekend because I plan on going down to visit my sister and play Pokemon Go with her because it's community day. I think that's the closest I ever got. But even then, I remember, I think my boss at the time wasn't too happy about it. So I just stopped <laughs> saying that that was the reason that I wasn't going to go to something and uh, started using something else as an excuse. Yeah, it's so mm -hmm. interesting too that we have to like think about those things preemptively like, okay, what am I gonna tell like so-and-so mm -hmm. before I do whatever I'm gonna do? Or even just being like, like that, it was like, it was for like, I'm sure to enjoy it too, but like my sister was involved or like I'm gonna, I might let that person down or like, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. 
So it's like a lot of times we just need that other sense of security from someone else that will pull us, our friends or our family or whatever reason. I actually thought about it. The last four vacations, I don't even want to call it that, but times I was like away from the office, I brought my computer with me. I've turned into that person who's worked on vacation. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's just, I guess, I guess that's the culture now. That's just like what we are. Yeah, there's no real disconnecting from work. There's no real just like doing something else. I can't remember the last time I went 48 hours without at least checking my email. I wonder if we should challenge ourselves and check in with each other at the next podcast and be like, <laughs> go all Saturday or whatever, all Sunday without like checking email and see what it feels like. Ooh, I like that. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling it might be beneficial to us or even just like homework to take time to play a game and see what happens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that could be great. Like we all know our schedules. We know what works for us and just being like, Hey, let's, let's try this out. Cause we, we tell people to take care of themselves. We, we encourage our clients and different people we encounter. And I think we try to do it ourselves as well, but sometimes it can slip. And it has those moments where maybe it's a Saturday and we're still checking emails and responding to messages and it's not supposed to be a work day. So I think that would be great to find that time. And, you know, for, for anyone out there who, who's really interested in just challenging yourself for even 12 hours, just like one Saturday for 12 hours, just don't check your email or respond to work messages or, or deal with school obligations. Just check out for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the school obligations thing has been getting to me because I, like I said before, I work with mostly adolescents and the amount of schoolwork that my kids have been getting mm-hmm. is insane. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, oh, you're, you're not doing anything else. So here's all this work and you're not actually learning this year because you're not in my classroom. So here's all this work. And it's like, yeah, a lot. there's so many things going on in this world. The kids cannot pay attention. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like this might be, this might be a lost year, and you know what? There's worse things. Mm-hmm. So true. It's it's just been a really tough adjustment in that way, and I I hear that. Like I've seen a lot of people who are very involved in school and a lot of extracurricular and sports and getting ready for college. And it's so much that they're still trying to do from home now. And it it can be such an adjustment because there's just so much to do and there is no breathing room. And if anything, there's more time being taken up by this, this additional responsibility because there has been an additional change to the work. We're not in school, we're not in person, but where the schools are trying to make sure they're still getting the information and, you know, everyone's, everyone's trying to make the best of it. I just wish we were putting less work on our kids, especially during a time where, because we've we've seen studies of how kids going through messy divorces or things at home or, you know, things like that, their grades often slip. And that's because they have more important things to worry about than school. Like school's important, but to the kid that's having trouble at home, it's not that important. And right now, there's so many things going on in the world. Of course, kids are having difficulties concentrating and turning in their work and learning. There's so many other things that are happening. 
and for us to expect them to be able to sit down and do six hours on Zoom in a classroom and then an extra four or five hours of homework at their computer on top of that. Yeah. That's just not happening. It's crazy. No one's learning at anything at that point. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, I'm aware that we're coming to the end of our time for today, but I really think the important takeaway from this is there is a lot of responsibilities on people right now. It doesn't matter if you're an adult or you're, you know, in high school or middle school or where, wherever you may be in your life, there's a lot of responsibilities. And I think the important takeaway is that productivity is oftentimes like in the eye of the beholder. It can be productive to take a break. It's productive to play games. Like obviously moderation, always practice moderation with stuff. And, you know, if you're neglecting obligations, that's different, but Taking a break is productive. I think that's the summation I want for today. Yeah. So let's all give ourselves homework of playing a video game for an hour tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I know I have not done, I have the Sword and Shield DLC and I have not worked my way through it yet. So I should get on that. Yeah. Well, you gave me permission, Cassidy, so I'll be able to do that tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Abby, do you have, do you play Sword and Shield? Uh, I have it, but I've never played it. <laughs> I well, have a bunch I, of games that have, like, literally still have the plastic on it. I'm like, wow. It's, the pile just keeps getting deeper and deeper. I still have um, Black and White, and I, I've never played it. It still has the plastic I'm gonna be on it. real honest, I never finished Black and White. It's my least favorite Pokemon game, and I'm not entirely sure why. I no, I think it's because I didn't really enjoy that I couldn't have older generations of Pokemon and I had to work with these new Pokemon that I didn't know and I didn't like. So I kept like catching that a Pokemon. <laughs> yeah. I kept catching Pokemon, leveling them up. You know, it takes time to level them up. And then realizing that they were crap and having to go out and try to capture a different one. And yeah. I, I might be more open to it now. I might go back and replay it at some point, but yeah. Mm -hmm. Sword and Shield is cool. I like that one. Play that one. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so we all have our homework for, for this week, so we are going to close up. Thank you for listening to Therapy for Nerds. If you liked this episode, hit that like button, subscribe, comment, and check out the links to our social medias where you'll be sure to get all of the latest Therapy for Nerds information. And be kind to yourselves this week.